For the fans in the Midwest, but heard coast to coast. The ones that bleed red and yellow. This is the Another Screenplay Chiefs Podcast. Hello and welcome to your post-game episode of the Another Screenplay Chiefs Podcast. I am your host, Travis Steffen. We have a ton to talk about today after a great performance by your Kansas State Chiefs as they improved to 4-0 after defeating the Washington Redskins at home and now are the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Even with all the injuries that keep piling up at the Chiefs front door, the Chiefs still find ways to improve and play and just increase that depth that we have been talking about for the last couple of years and be able to use that depth and still almost not even miss a beat. Yes, some of those injuries are hurting and we are seeing some of that. In fact, we saw a little bit of that with uh, Santos being out in that missed field goal by the rookie kicker right before halftime. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs were still able to come out with a victory against a tough Redskins team. And even with technically three interior offensive linemen being out as LDT left the game after the second offensive snap with a knee injury, and it is looking to be a bad injury. Um, They're hoping that it is an MCL injury and not an ACL, but I cannot be very confident right now. Um, It's definitely a big blow. LDT just getting his contract uh, in the offseason has looked really well this year so far and probably been one of the best linemen in that group so far. Um, That's going to be a big blow, but we saw the offense, even against a tough and powerful pass rush team, we saw the offensive line be able to hold their own. Yes, Alex Smith was under pressure many times tonight, but I want you to just stop for a second and think about it. How many teams do you think with three injured offensive linemen and a left tackle who did not practice all week after being hurt last week, but found a way to get into the game tonight and still play as well as they did? So you can, you can talk about how often Alex Smith has been under pressure and the struggles that have been there, but with three backups in all along the interior, the Chiefs are still able to get the job done and on a very good offensive night. Alex Smith threw for 293 yards and a touchdown, also having, let's see here, also having seven rushes for 56 yards and a touchdown. You can't do that if your offensive line is just in shambles. We've seen that depth step up, and we've seen it not just on the offensive line. We, With Steven Nelson still out, Terrence Mitchell has improved each and every week, and he improved again tonight. And we, we saw... Frank Zombo come in for a game while D Ford was out and still be able to not be a liability. 
still be able to hold his own and make a couple plays. So I, w- I want to give a very good round of applause to every guy that has stepped up and come in as a backup for a starter that is down with injury. Great performance by everybody. I think that is definitely something to be proud of as a Chiefs fan and at, for the Chiefs team to have that much depth that with even with all the injuries that we have sustained already this year and before the year even started, we are still the only team that is left undefeated. And it has not been an easy road. Came out playing New England in New England on banner night, the Super Bowl champs, and we wrecked them in the fourth quarter. The following week on our home opener, beating a very difficult Eagles team, especially their front seven, and some now big offensive weapons who are now 3-1. and one. We beat the Chargers in a divisional game in Los Angeles and then host the Washington Redskins on Monday Night Football and win again. That's not an easy stretch. You can say what you want about the Chargers, but it is still a divisional game in their house. But yes, that they have struggled. And that was probably the worst game we've seen from the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion. The New England game was lights out. And we've seen that the New England defense is really struggling. Communication is awful. And they are the worst in most of the yards, percentages, you know, and standings in general. But... To go into New England and do what the Chiefs did, the way they did it, they looked fantastic. The Eagles game. I think, honestly, in my opinion, the Eagles game might have almost been, if not as impressive, more impressive than the New England game. Because Alex Smith didn't have the protection that he had against New England. The offensive line struggled against an elite front seven. And yet he was still able to make plays, still able to make throws down the field with great accuracy. Now, we saw them take a step back in week three against the Chargers and go back to that kind of 2016 Kansas City Chiefs where the offense really struggled to get anything going and really had to rely on that defense for that win. But we saw them come back against the Redskins and get back to that aggressive and creative play calling and come out with a win and they have increased their winning against the Redskins to nine and one all time that is insane the Chiefs have absolutely dominated the Redskins in the games that they've played so very good game tonight as I'm recording right after the game very excited I saw a lot. I actually just finished up an article on what the Chiefs showed us in this game for Arrowhead Addict, and it will be published tomorrow morning or for you guys today as you are listening to this on Tuesday. But there's so many things I want to talk about, and one is the injury to LDT. Like I said, he is probably one of the better offensive linemen on this line this year, and one of the guys that has probably struggled the least um, 
So it's a huge blow for him to go down and what's looking to be a pretty severe injury. And although Parker Einger was active tonight, we did not see him come in as Witzman still played tonight. And I think that if not next week, it should be any time now before we see Parker Einger step in. But the question is, will he be taking over that left guard role that he is the starter for and was the starter for last year before going down with his ACL injury? Or will we see him take over LDT spot on the right side and keep Witzman where he's at? Fulton continue to play center until Mitch Morse comes back in probably a couple weeks. But either way, I am very impressed with how the backups stepped up tonight and were able to come out and against a really good pass rush, in my opinion. Um, and the second best rushing defense again uh, basically second best team against the run yet cream hunt was still able to get over 100 yards on the night and some of that has to do with the offensive line a lot of that has to do with cream hunt but the offensive line has shown really good play especially on running downs this year and I think that is definitely something to be very proud of considering all of the backups that are playing along that offensive line and the continuity that's not really there when you have pieces coming in and out every week. So very impressed with the offensive line. Uh, they they were kind of struggling a little bit at first. They had four false starts early on. That got cleaned up and the rest of the game, I mean, like I said, there there was some pressure on Alex Smith a lot tonight, but, you know, overall, I think they did a really good job considering the injuries. So very happy with that. But I want to talk to you about Alex Smith. There's been a lot of back and forth about him, uh, about what I've said about Alex Smith, what I saw last week when I said that it, we saw the 2016 Chiefs offense. And a lot of that was Andy Reid. And there was a lot of that on Alex Smith, too. Um, Alex Smith really struggled last week against a Chargers pass rush. And my problem with that was the fact that probably three out of those five sacks, he could have made a play. Instead, he hesitated and didn't pull the trigger. Or he stepped right up into the pressure instead of trying to escape from it. And I went back and looked over those and noticed those three plays. And there was still two that there was nothing he really could do. But we still saw him give up on the play too early. We saw him hesitate. We saw him lower his eyes way too early. Uh, We didn't see him escape from the pocket like we did tonight. And... The play calling was very minimal last week, very conservative against the Chargers as 86% of Alex Smith's passes were five yards or less. I think they only took two deep shots down the field. And we saw a complete turnaround tonight against the Washington Redskins. We saw numerous passes downfield, not all completed, but numerous passes down the field. And they took advantage, especially when cornerback Josh Norman went out right before the two-minute warning. 
In fact, they took advantage of it right away, lining up Travis Kelsey on the far side of the right, on the right, throwing a slant for a touchdown to Travis Kelsey lined up against their second corner. Great way to execute that. Great, great time to execute that. And that wasn't the only good pass by Alex Smith. We saw a great pass down the middle to Travis Kelsey. Great pass. We saw late in the game to Albert Wilson with less than a minute left as Alex Smith is getting away from pressure and rolling right, finds Albert Wilson and Albert Wilson over his head catching a ball and before getting knocked out of bounds. We saw Alex Smith completely confuse the Redskins offense on the goal line as he fake handed it off in a play action to Kareem Hunt and fooled the whole defense and was pretty much able to walk right in for the touchdown. Alex Smith showed his wheels tonight. He showed how dangerous he can be running the ball. Numerous times escaping the pressure, which is what I was asking for, instead of just taking the sack, instead of not pulling the trigger, actually escaping the pocket and running with the football. That is one of the best things about Alex Smith. And we have not we did not see that last week really. We saw it in the Eagles game. We saw him evade pressure and somehow after guys all over him get away and rush for a first down. And we saw it again tonight. That is what makes Alex Smith in this offense so dangerous. And it's something that I want to keep seeing from Alex Smith. Because you see, when Alex Smith threatens that run game, threatens and shows defenses he's willing to run the ball himself, and had seven carries for 56 yards tonight and a touchdown, a 32-long one, in fact. We saw what it does to defenses. It opens up the pass game down the field. Alex Smith, once again, finishing with 293 yards. Very close to 300. Excellent game by Alex Smith, and I was very impressed. Um, One of the things that I really enjoyed was his hard count, especially later in the game on that very long drive in the fourth quarter. He He got four offside penalties against the defense with his hard count. Very impressive game. I loved the play calling by Andy Reid. We saw a lot more aggressive and creative play calling. We got to see Travis Kelsey line up as the quarterback and take it to get the first down. But overall, just a fantastic game by this offense. And you can sit here and say that, oh, well, the Chiefs only won because of the 19 pen or 19 injuries that the Redskins sustained. Okay. I just got done talking about how many injuries that the Kansas City Chiefs have, yet they're still playing at this level. So you can sit here and make up all the excuses that you want for the Redskins, which I'm sure we will see plenty of in the media and on Twitter from fans. But you have to account for all the injuries that the Chiefs already had. 
and sustained in this game with LDT going down. So, yes, the Redskins definitely had some key injuries, especially Josh Norman. But how many injuries do the Chiefs have? Star players like Eric Berry, second corner Steven Nelson, D. Ford being out of the game. Okay, you have three interior offensive linemen out. So I don't, I don't want to hear this injury excuse. I don't want to hear any Chiefs fans saying that they wouldn't have won this game if it wasn't for injuries. They played a good game, a great game. Alex Smith was fantastic tonight. It's what we've been asking for, but I, like I said, I want to see it on a consistent basis. But I am ecstatic about Alex Smith right now. Last week, I was very ticked off. Very ticked off and very bummed out. And I told you guys this was the consistency problem. And I told you that, yes, some of it was on Alex Smith, but it was also on the play calling. But the Chiefs continue to find ways to rotate in and out of which playmakers they're going to execute the game plan around. We've seen Travis Kelsey this week come back after only getting one catch for one yard last week in the game with seven catches for 111 yards and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt was not as big of a playmaker tonight with only five for 35, and he was a little bit lower last week, but the Chiefs offense in general was low last week as Alex Smith only had 150 yards passing so there wasn't a whole lot to go around last week but once again we saw kareem hunt go for another 100 yard game and really the only probably kind of upset or disappointing part was that the chiefs ended their streak of 50 plus yard touchdown so but other than that it was a great game for the offense. Okay, we saw we saw we saw Alex Smith looking at Chris Conley. We saw him take a deep shot even though it was out of the end zone to Chris Conley, getting him more involved. He he ended the night with only 2 for 31, but we saw the attempts. And I will I will take it. I just want to see Chris Conley be another weapon and I think he can be. But as the offense struggled coming into the game, I was very worried. And the Redskins took a very quick 10 to nothing lead. But right before half, right after, the, like I said, right after the two-minute warning, the Chiefs score a touchdown throw in to Travis Kelsey. They stop the Redskins and get down the field in field goal range, but miss the field goal. So they go into half 10 to 7. They come out after the half and score another touchdown, taking the lead. Now, it took a little longer after that to get back down, and they kicked a field goal, went back and forth, and we. but we saw what this Chiefs offense can do. And I am not going to sit here and say that they should have got more because of the injuries. They played a really good game. I think that the last drive, or not 
not last drive, but uh, that long drive in the fourth quarter took a little longer than I would have wanted. I was really concerned uh, as the Redskins came down the field and into field goal range, wearing down the clock. The Chiefs stopped them and kept them to a field goal, tying the game at 20, but then come back out and get the ball down the field Really, the only reason they got back down the field to get into field goal range to not take it into overtime was the Albert Wilson catch, which was phenomenal. Over his head and gets hit out of bounds, putting them into field goal range, and the rookie kicker nailed it this time. And the late it only left four seconds on the clock. The Redskins tried to come back out and they tried to do like a longest yard BS play, trying to uh, throw it backwards and, you know, instead of just heaving it downfield. And it ended up biting them in the butt. Kirk Cousins fumbled it. Chris Jones hit him, didn't even realize it. And Justin Houston picks it up and returns it for a touchdown. So the Chiefs end up with a 29-20 victory as they take a knee at the extra point. And I I really have nothing to be mad about in this game. Peters got picked on and gave up two touchdowns and, you know, one or two other plays. I'm not worried about that. I know who Marcus Peters is. He was getting frustrated. In fact, I'm not going to lie. I could probably see a fine coming his way as he yelled some vulgar language to a fan. After I think it was the second touchdown. But I think that we know who Marcus Peters is. And it's going to happen when you're left on an island. Because you're that big of a player. Um, But once again, we saw Mitchell step up again and improve from last week. Well, I guess you can't really improve from the two touchdowns and... I think two pass deflections last week, but he still came out of the game with four tackles and another two pass deflections. And we didn't see him get picked on nearly as much. They tried a little bit, but he held his ground. And we're seeing Terrence Mitchell get back to his last year's performance. It took him a little bit because he didn't get to play in the preseason, but we've seen him take strides forward each week. And I am not nearly as concerned as a lot of people seem to be. We'll see what people are saying on Twitter, uh, you know, tomorrow and as the week goes on. But I am not nearly as um, concerned about the secondary as a lot of people are. And I think that Gaines had a couple good plays. Uh One thing that I don't want to ever see again is Justin Houston trying to cover Vernon Davis, who is much faster than him. Uh, Vernon Davis got 69 yards on that play, and that should never have been a factor. Um, We saw the Chiefs defense continue to play that conservative, not pass the rusher with your probably best pass rusher in Justin Houston. Um... I actually saw somebody say that Houston was not having a good game, that he gave up on a couple plays. I personally did not see that. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I kind of doubt it, knowing Justin Houston. But 
I'll take a look whenever the All-22 film comes back out and when I have time to go back over this game. But I'm not worried about it. I think that he still had a decent game. The Chiefs didn't get a sack. But like I said, they're still dropping their linebackers into coverage a majority of the time. And I'm really starting to wonder when Bob Sutton is going to let these outside linebackers rush the passer. And it's something that is really driving me nuts. And yes, it is. you could say that it's worked, I guess. Uh, the Chiefs are 4-0. But you also look at some of those games, and when he finally did allow them to rush in the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter is our best quarter. Okay. Before this game, I think it was 42 to 10, the Chiefs outscoring their opponents in the fourth quarter. So I am, you know, now it's, of course, 50 something to 13, but that's with Sutton finally letting his guys rush the passer. And we didn't get to see a lot of that tonight. But I had a discussion with a lot of you guys on Twitter today, and a lot of it was about. Frank Zombo and I am not as down as most of you guys are on Frank Zombo okay I get that Tom Bahali is on the pup list and on injured reserve or whatever it is the pup list I'm pretty sure but I know that he is not in the depth chart right now but he is still on the team and so Frank Zombo is still your fourth guy if Tom Bahali wasn't here, they would have gone out and got somebody else to to put in front of Frank Zombo, but they didn't. They're saving Holly for the down the stretch. I'm okay with that. They they can get away with it. I I am one of those people that still think Holly has some in the tank and thinks that he is still a good rusher, and I still think he's better than D Ford against the run. Uh, in fact, I think Zombo's better against the run than D Ford is, but D Ford is the kind of guy, or not D Ford, but Frank Zombo is the kind of guy that is he is good enough to consistently be that depth guy. And I'm not saying that he is this great player. I'm not, but I'm not gonna sit here like a lot of you and say that he is absolute garbage. Shouldn't be on the team. I'm sorry, but. How many teams have a backup that can do what Frank Zombo does? I I think he is average in all categories, whether that's coverage, whether that's pass rushing, whether that's uh, against the run. He's not the kind of guy that's going to have a ton of flash plays and just plays that make you go, wow. He's not going to have a lot of that, but he's not going to be that liability either. He knows this offense, or this defense, I'm sorry, He's been in it for the, since 2013, and he played a lot last year. And I think a lot of that is the problem with this argument. And I think that for a guy that you want to come in for a couple weeks while you have an injury, like D Ford was out this week, I think a couple of games you're not really going to miss a whole lot. I think that Frank Zombo is good enough that he can step in there. He already knows the defense. He knows how to play his role, and he's not going to be a liability. And 
And a lot of Chiefs fans still are taking for granted the amount of depth and great players on this team, especially on the defensive side. They expect a lot more even out of their fourth string or even if you want to call him your third string guy. But your backup outside linebacker to D Ford and you want to what what I don't understand what you guys want. You guys want someone just as good as D Ford? Cuz most team a lot there's a lot of teams that don't even have a D Ford. But the Chiefs have great depth and he is a depth player. He's not a guy that is supposed to be a starter for 16 games and I think that he really struggles when he is put in that situation like he he was last year a lot more. But w- when you need a guy to come in for a game or two, I think he is just fine. I have no complaints. In fact, Zombo led the team with five tackles and a quarterback hit tonight. Okay, keep in mind, they barely rushed the passer tonight. Once again, he had a few really good plays, including the one keeping Kirk Cousins out of the end zone when he tried an option play and tried to rush it in himself. I am not going to sit here and agree with the fans that think that Frank Zombo is trash. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. And I stated that. We we went back and forth on Twitter today. A few of us came to agreements. Some of us did not. But there's always going to be some of that. There's always, there's always going to be things that I say you don't agree with and vice versa. And that is why we have these conversations. We're not always going to agree. But I, I do, I was very pleased with the disagreements that we had today. Because we didn't have any one person sitting here saying that just because I didn't agree with them that I am garbage obviously I don't know anything and I didn't say that to anybody else the discussions were very respectful we disagreed we came to a conclusion that we probably weren't going to going to agree some of us did come to a conclusion where we could kind of meet in the middle but that is why I started this podcast that's why I want to write articles for Arrowhead Addict. That's why I am active on Twitter talking Chiefs football. I want to have these discussions. Even if we don't agree on a particular subject. That is the point. That is the fun of Chiefs talking Chiefs football. Is getting to talk with other fans. Even if you're disagreeing. But keep it civil like we did today. I can't tell you, I can't even look at some of the comment sections on some of the, not even just my articles, but anyone's articles on Arrowhead Addict, because some of the, the commenters are just absolutely insane and basically just are there to troll you. I, I, I don't deal with the trolls. If you're just going to sit here and troll, I'm not going to respond. And I've had a couple people on those articles get really mad that I'm not responding. Well, If you're just going to sit here to troll and try and piss me off for no reason, just to piss me off, I'm not going to respond. But we had good conversation today, and I was very pleased by it. 
even though a lot of us didn't agree, like I said. But I think we can all agree that the Chiefs came out and had a very good game on both sides of the ball. The offense was more aggressive. It was more creative from last week. And after one quarter of football, your Chiefs are 4-0. and Okay? that That is the best you can ask for in any quarter. Most teams, you know, kind of would, you know, especially a team like the Chiefs, you know, the goal is like 3-1. and one. If you can go 3-1 and one every quarter, well, you're 12-4 and four like we were last season. But the Chiefs, on a very rough start, a very tough lineup, the first four games, have made it to 4-0 and and are now the only undefeated team in the NFL. That's something to be happy about. Let's celebrate that this week. And I want you to go read my article on Arrowhead Addict as it comes out in the morning, stating everything we saw from the Chiefs in week four and what we've seen in the four games in the first quarter of this season. I am very impressed. Um, Like I said, I still want to see the consistency, but it seems like we kind of don't know what Chiefs team we're going to get each week. And we still kind of have that uh, wrenching feeling in your stomach, not knowing are we going to get the conservative or are we going to get the aggressive? Are we going to get the lights out? Are we going to get the kind of offense i want to see some more consistency i want to see more games like tonight like against the philadelphia eagles while even though alex smith was under some pressure a lot of the night especially against philadelphia they still found ways and made plays and alex smith made plays and even though not everything was going perfectly around him He still found ways to make those plays. Smith helped carry this team to a victory tonight. And like I said, I want to see him continue that running game. I think that it completely changes this offense. And the amount of respect the defense have to place on on Smith when he is willing to run the ball. I I think this is going to be a very exciting season. Um, it's going to be a very interesting one. Uh, later this week, we're going to talk about the race for the AFC and the AFC West. And it just got a little more interesting with Derek Carr out for two to six weeks with a back injury. But I think we're seeing a lot of stuff we didn't expect to see after four weeks of football. And we're seeing a lot of stuff that we did expect. But overall, we have seen a good team, even with crazy amounts of injuries and injuries every week piling up. We are seeing the depth of this team, which makes this team so great and arguably the best overall team in the NFL. So make sure to check back this week. We are going to have an extra episode this week talking about the race to the AFC, talking about all of the AFC teams, what we're looking at as the race continues, and what we are really looking for as of playoffs. And I know it we're only one quarter into the season, and we still got you know 12 games left to play, but we've seen a lot from the first four weeks. And 
starting now is where you really start to see what teams actually are. You know, the first two to three weeks, you don't really know what a team is. You know, it's just so up and down. It's, you know, just crazy stuff happening everywhere. But after week four is where you get a very good idea of what teams are. We get to see, you know, were they just a fluke? You know, going, what, three and one, some of these teams, like the Buffalo Bills? Or are these real contenders? And I think the Chiefs, and I thought this before the season, that the Chiefs are a very uh, big contender for the playoff race. My question is, what seed can they get? And it's not of what they can get, what will they get, depending on the consistency of this offense, especially over the season. But how can they do in the playoffs? Can they get the home field advantage? Can can they continue the success in the playoffs, which is something that they have failed to do the last two years? So we have a lot of great stuff coming for you this week. Uh, keep an eye out for that. It'll probably be a Thursday episode, and then you'll have your, of course, Red Friday episode where we'll be talking about going to Houston for Sunday night football and... I got to say, I am just so excited about what we've seen so far and where this team has gone and stepped up. So, like I said, check back for a Thursday episode. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit the five-star rating if you like the show. Leave a review if you would like. And once again, if... This podcast is not on an app that you like to use to listen to your podcast. Let me know. I will get it on there. Go over on Twitter and find me at StephanNFL. Make sure to let me know your thoughts and takeaways over there, and I will get you guys involved in the podcast. Um, Make sure you go over to Blog Talk Radio. If you don't really have an app that you use, you can listen to the podcast there. Go check out my articles on Arrowhead Addict. Like I said, there's going to be one out in the morning. So when you're listening to this, there's going to be one out. Go check that out. But let me know what you guys think. And we will talk some more about this game on Thursday after I've had a little more time to re-watch the game and see some All-22 film. But I want to get your guys' takeaways from this game. And as an overall, from the first four weeks. So... Drop some of that to me. Let me know what you guys think. And I will hear from you guys or you'll hear from me on Thursday. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.